And welcome to another episode of Retail Nightmares. I am your co-host, co-ghost, Jessica Delisle, my co-ghost, Alicia Tobin. Hi. Hello. Hello. Our guest today is a longtime musician, someone who has been to the premiere of the movie The Matrix. That's so crazy. <laughs> um, one time <laughs> member of like a pop band. <laughs> Louise Burns. <laughs> hey guys, you forgot horse fan. Oh, sorry, horse Big fan here. Yeah, uh, crystal toucher. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, <laughs> that's me. Podcast hoster. Yeah, yeah, you do it all. Basically, <laughs> you do everything. All and of those things. Yes. Gardener. Well, that's more Dave. I don't really. Yeah, you could take credit. I could. You could just yeah. picture episode ahead of his episode. That's true. I do. Yeah, I will take credit. Beautiful sunflowers. Thank you. I did it all by hand. It's crazy. <laughs> So I'm such a green thumb. <laughs> you really, I really contributing a lot to your community. Thank you. And yeah. the planet. I really try. <laughs> I'm really, work. really passionate about that. <laughs> okay. So let's just like get to the meat of this. Like you went to the premiere of the matrix. <laughs> I know I'm here. 1999. I, mean, yeah. it, I think it was actually or was 2002. Oh, okay. So it was the matrix reloaded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've it never was, seen either of them. Well, I, I have, but such a long time ago, I don't remember anything. But okay, so when you are a pop band and you have a major label paying for a publicist, their job is to promote you in every way possible, including sending you to random movie premieres. Wow. So we got into the Matrix movie premiere um, in New York City at some fancy wow. hotel. I don't have much of a memory of that night <laughs> because it was so ridiculous but was everyone wearing like pleather no i wish i wish <laughs> were I mean, you told what to wear to things we had a stylist yeah so wow. we had options but i always you know wear a sweatshirt or whatever because i was like a teen angsty teen like no fuck this i'm gonna wear my sweatshirt like, i'm the bass player yeah i'm, I'm deep <laughs> i have so many deep thoughts no one will know if i don't wear a sweatshirt and yeah i don't give a shit so i wore a sweatshirt to the premiere of the matrix number two whatever it's called <laughs> matrix <laughs> does number two and i remember you're making somebody on the internet so mad right now which i, I love what? probably the Matrix 2. That's what it's called, guys. Yeah. Like, come the on. The second one, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But we, uh, I, I think we walked the red carpet. Um, it was like more like the entrance into a hotel. It was in a fancy bar. Lots of celebrities. Didn't know who any of them were at that point. I was like 17 and I was like, I don't know who any of you people are. Where's Keanu Reeves? And he wasn't there. <gasps> So it's not, yeah, that's the big, that, that was like, that was what I was getting at was, did you touch Keanu? I wish. Or smell him? Or, no, he was nowhere in sight. And I was really upset. Cool. I bet he doesn't like things like that either. He yeah. probably does. He would have gotten along really well. Yeah, we might have actually been married by now. <laughs> hey, if now. If we met. You never know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I hey, know. Alicia's, a broken dream. Alicia's ahead of you okay. on that list. Okay. Well, you could have married him, divorced him, and then passed him down to me. Or the other way around. Yeah. You could have like, shared yeah. him. We could have had a piece, both of us. Yeah, <laughs> if only I'd met him. 
<laughs> at nice. the Matrix premiere in 2002. Yeah. Like, think of how different your life might have been. It'd be like the lake house. Oh my <gasps> God. Sending letters back to yourself. Different time. I just watched <laughs> at that, that premiere. <laughs> have you seen that But movie? he doesn't arrive to. No. Really bad. It doesn't make any sense. No. It's- He's like, but hasn't he had a really tragic life? Like, yeah, his, he has. What, his girlfriend died and like... His kid died or something? Yeah. What? Really? Yeah, yeah, it's really intense. And so, like, all those sad Keanu memes are, like, not so funny. cruel not because funny, he no. truly has so much to be sad for. But yeah. he's also, like, a genuinely sweet person. Yeah. Anyway. That's where the crush for me uh, comes in is that I sense that he's a really, really, like, I definitely don't really think we're going to get married. Yeah. Uh, but but I really like, apparently uh, our audience really likes joking about it too, because yeah. now uh, people are tweeting a lot at me about Keanu Reeves, but yeah. I wow. just sense that he's a super nice person. Yeah. I think so too. You, yeah. He has a kind soul. You can yeah. tell it. Yeah. It's just like something about the way his face is, is like put perfect. together. Yeah. <laughs> the way it's symmetrically perfect. <laughs> and, and his body's really nice. Yeah. yeah. I can tell he's great And guy. like when his yeah. hair gets exactly. a little bit long and then it mm-hmm. gets like wet in the rain, like when he's Johnny Utah. Oh <laughs> yeah. my God. And then his shirt is all wet. Okay. So Anyway, this has been the Keanu moment. <laughs> Thank you, Louis. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, we need sound a soundtrack for that. That's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bill and Ted. Yeah, if we could mm-hmm. make that, that would be good. Yeah. So you have worked in retail. I have worked in retail. It wasn't all glitz and glamour and true. Maybe seeing Keanu while wearing a sweatshirt. <laughs> No, I have seen other celebrities, though, in my retail experience, one of which is a celebrity hairstylist, which we can't for the life of us figure out the name of because clearly she's not that famous. But I see I had sort of like the reverse um, retail job experience because I grew up and I was like I was in the pop band really young, so I didn't have to work until I was like 20 years old and then I had to like start from scratch. So I chose the retail route because I'm... No, I'm just not built for serving. I can't remember anything. <laughs> I don't care. And I'm like, just in general, I don't like the intense like stress level that yeah. restaurants have. I yeah. just, I, it's, it's not for me. So I chose retail. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. And um, I worked in a place called Ruins in Toronto, which was sort of a boutique store with a lot of like, I loved it because they had a lot of like black clothes and like vintage clothes and then really cool like perfumes and specific brands of shoes like it's very curated Mm -hmm. and my friends owned it and very kindly gave me a job because i was like i moved to toronto i need a job and they're like um okay well (laughs) you can watch the store while we're not here (laughs) but we it was on queen west um i forget their cross street but we'd often get sort of you know bougie kind of people walking in looking for a hip experience and uh, <laughs> one of which was a celebrity hairstylist and she was shopping for shoes in town doing who knows what whatever celebrity hairstylists do <laughs> french braids french braids for like i don't know beyonce or whatever oh, so man. i wish that'd be yeah. cool actually she yeah. wishes i think it was during tiff actually so okay. she's doing something of course. david cronenberg's hair <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> So she was in looking for shoes and we had these really nice, um, I can't remember the name now, some brand of shoe. Clearly, this is why I'm not in retail anymore. (laughs) And (laughs) I was helping her pick a size out and her assistant was with her and she's like, um, it was all in European sizes. So it was like 34, 38. 
who, who knows what that means in Canadian sizing? <laughs> I certainly don't. There's no I have be- definitely been told uh, that I am a 38, a 37, a 39, and a 40 by staff that don't know. Yeah. Yes. And I am one of those people. But I'm not going <laughs> to lie about it. I'm straight up like, I don't fucking know. Like, where's the internet? Let's consult the internet. So she asked me, like, okay, cool. These are like, I'm like a size six. What do you think that would be? And I was like, I have no idea. I have to go look it up on the internet. And mm-hmm. and her, she just looked at me like, you, you don't know? You seriously don't know? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And her assistant was like, it's okay, Sally or whatever her name was. Like, <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. And she was getting really angry with me. And I was like, oh, I just don't. I just don't care. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what it is. So I looked it up. She bought the shoes in the end. So it wasn't a total disaster. Crisis averted. Yeah. I, I somehow managed to take that from, uh, you know, being a total disaster. And that was fine. But then also Skrillex came in one day. <laughs> and he was also trying on shoes. And I just let him do his thing because I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like, you're from another you're planet. I don't get it. <laughs> and he was really nice, a really nice guy, sweetheart. Didn't That's buy the great. shoe. Didn't fit his his foot, his tiny feet. But <laughs> does he, does he have he's have tiny very feet? small. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I actually don't know his shoe size. I didn't look. I was like, <laughs> I was like celebrities. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know. You want to give them a wide berth. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And just in case he thinks I'm a, like a fan or something, then I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not. Oh, this is awkward. Oh. So he was really nice, but didn't buy the shoes. So win some, you lose some, right? You live, you learn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a, a, a thrill ride. Yeah. yeah I feel like I think if you, there isn't like a guide, a key to the sizing, mm-hmm. like that's a really confusing size it to have to sort is. out. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I guess I if I were a shoe salesman, I should know, and I probably would. My if, friend Jody works in John Fluvog. She would know. Mm-hmm. Hey, like Jody. Job to know. I don't know who she is. What's up, Jody? <laughs> She's the best, but she would know. Yeah, and, but like if it's, it's a, like, a store that just sells shoes, then anyways, we're on your yeah. side. Yeah, Thanks, but guys. if it's a store that sells shoes <laughs> amongst other things. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you are allowed to... Well, first of all, you're never allowed to, like, freak out on anyone. No. The thing that's weird, too, is that there's no half sizes mm-hmm. in the way that they do their sizing. Yeah, You would just be a different number. Yeah. Instead of, like, a, if you were an eight and a half, you'd be maybe a 39 or... Or a 38 or whatever. I don't know. Who yeah. knows? I, I, I consult the runes. I think I'm a 37. <laughs> the runes? <laughs> You have like ancient crystals. Yeah, I'm like what size shoe shake, am I? And then you throw yeah. them out onto like a, a deer skin, and you're like, okay, I'm a 38 this time. I did uh, buy a pair of shoes when I lived in Westmount. I did the flowers for my friend uh, Louisa's wedding, and then I was invited to the wedding as well. But I only had a few hours to figure out my outfit, mm. so I went to a really beautiful store, and I had. No money, but ended up buying a really expensive pair of beautiful brown suede kitten heels that had like hand stitching on them and like this cute kind of rose on the toe. Can't quite describe how beautiful and feminine and lovely these shoes were. And Mm -hmm. I felt so sexy because I wore this forest green like skin tight dress and these beautiful brown suede shoes. And the woman's like, oh, we have your size. You're a size. I'm like, I'm an eight, eight and a half. She's like, perfect. These fit. And I got them on my feet. I was like, she's like, don't worry. They'll stretch. And then I went to the internet after a, a very painful night. Oh, no. uh, they were a size seven. Oh, no. <laughs> and I had held on to these shoes for so long. They're so pretty that I would just put them out to leave them out. To be <laughs> oh, like, I'm the kind of woman that has shoes like this that oh, I can't fit into. That's oh, so no. sad. So, yeah. 
that that lady was wrong. But also, yeah. like, shoes are just, it's a crapshoot. Like, sometimes they're so narrow and my crazy circle feet can't fit in them. Circle Mine are triangles. <laughs> they, yeah, they're very Mine are wide. rectangles. Really? So nice. Lucky. Yeah, we can play shapes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a game? <laughs> Let's make a rhombus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I used to have these, like, really beautiful shoes. And I would do the same thing where I'd be like, how can I, like let people see these because shoes are like one of those objects that are really well first of all they're like fetishized but like i really covet them and mm-hmm. then you put them in boxes and put them away in your closet and you're like yeah how do i get these out and about and then without wearing them, them. <laughs> or i do at least yeah I'm give like, them to a friend yeah. yeah yeah once i posted a picture of a shoe that i hadn't worn in a long time on instagram because i was like I like this shoe and I don't ever wear it. So I may as well post a picture of it. You know, logic Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense, but I did it. (laughs) And somebody commented that I don't know. Like it was totally in in jest. He was being friendly, but also I had no idea who this person was. He's like, Ooh, someone's getting a little chubbo. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Because it was was the angle of my leg was like, you know, your calf muscle hangs down Uh and it just looked like my leg was like a giant. I didn't think about it when I posted it, which is actually unusual because I'm a hyper like vain aware person of Instagram. You've got a good Instagram. I I like to curate my photos. So they're (laughs) the most flattering they can be. (laughs) Wait, but what? That's a shitty thing to say. It was total. And I was like, excuse me. And that I think I, yeah, I think it was sort of, I don't know, younger, maybe I don't know. I don't know if he was. I don't think English was his first language. I think he maybe mm, didn't chubbo. say. He, yeah, it was something weird. It was like, oh man, this didn't go well at all, did it? And I, I think I left it up though because I was like, these are still good shoes. Yeah. And then I sold them. Mm. But see, work. that's what you do. Yeah. Take a photo of it, and then you're like, no, I don't need it anymore. I have yep. this photo forever. Yeah. That's, exactly. That's my theory for what I'll do one day if I ever have to move out of this place because yeah. I don't want to move all this stuff. No, just leave it here. Too much. Yeah, just burn it. <laughs> have an estate sale. Yeah, a living estate before sale. I die. <laughs> yeah, I could do well, it. Well, it technically is before you die. I mean, you just, maybe. I mean, maybe I'm dead already. Well, maybe on the inside. You are co ghost <laughs> Yeah, so. that's true. Very yeah, true. this may not be happening at all. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh, that's. I probably at least once a week, I'm like, is this all just a a figment of my imagination? I've thought that so many times about my relationship with Jay. I was like, there's no way something could be going this well. (laughs) This is not not real. I died like five years ago. And this is just. That's so romantic that you're saying that. I hope he hears that and appreciates that. Oh, yeah. That's a really romantic thing to say. He'll hear it and be like, oh, why did she say like? (laughs) Yeah. He'll chop it up. So you'll take out a mouth noise. (laughs) Um, Alicia, what's your. Not related at all to your story, which is great. I am the retail nightmare in this story. Uh-oh. I uh, really love snacks. <laughs> like, uh, a lot. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had this coworker named Virginie. She was from France, and she had visited home and brought back some really beautiful cheese. And everybody at work shared, but I was the like the poor kid. Like, I was like 19 or 20 and scraping by at... Uh, no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and the women that I worked with were so nice to me. And Susan, one of the managers, would bring in these beautiful things like tomato tarts and all these lovely things. She was like a, a hobby caterer. That sounds right. And her good. husband was very like very well-established lawyer in the city, and they lived in a beautiful townhouse, like very well off. And Vision was like this really – like her hobby was modeling. Wow. <laughs> Just your hobby. You Just know. average normal life. I, it was very, very <laughs> interesting way to see 
the world as a young adult and to not understand it even more. But she brought back this cheese that smelled so bad. It's not like 500 feet stuffed into a little wooden box. And it was the most delicious cheese I'd ever had in my life. Do you remember what it was called? No. And I've looked for it for years. <laughs> and she shared it and then put the rest in the fridge for herself. And then slowly over the period of week, I just kept taking slice after slice after slice until there's just like an inch left. And then she went looking for her cheese. And I was like, <laughs> I think that's fine. And if she was fine with it, week. but I still cringe to think like bring something all the way back from home and then this little annoying kid <laughs> is like, mm, it's so good though. It's so good. I can't help myself. Aww. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Me if neither. It's in there for yeah. a week. But haven't you and been it's... in a workplace where there's been like a full meltdown? Like I saw things get violent in an office once because somebody ate someone else's yogurt. Whoa. No, I've yeah. never worked somewhere like that. It, it's always like if you leave it there for more than a few days, it's fair game, sort of. Yeah, that's not how it works in offices. <laughs> I've worked all. in offices, though. Has anyone gotten mad over yogurt? It's crazy. No, because I would work at night when everyone was gone, and I was like, I'm just, I don't care. I'm going to eat whatever. <laughs> yeah, no one will know because I'm here at night. Honestly, I would eat everything where I was like, well, this is about to turn. This is a Friday night, and no one's going to be here till Monday. I was yeah. like a little garbage elf. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the fact she left, though, a beautiful cheese at work shows that maybe she wasn't as into mm-hmm. it as she maybe. That's a good point. That was probably you know? just like Her a favorite s- snack was just eating an avocado covered in olive oil with salt. That's Fucking so French. models. Yeah. <sighs> she was pretty cool. I'm just jealous. She always had like white jeans or red jeans. She looked really great. She never had to wash her hair. Wow. What? There's no way I could ever wear either of those color jeans. But I, I bought white jeans this year and I just left them in my drawer. <laughs> They're so nice. I almost yeah. bought a pair and then I realized like that's not on my list of things I need. <laughs> yeah. In and life. How do you wear how do you wear them really? Like I will immediately sit on a bag of open Doritos. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely spill like coffee and then red wine all in the span of one hour. <laughs> yeah. Because I do that's why I wear black, because no one ever knows that I'm mm-hmm. covered in like just stuff. Yeah, <laughs> only time. really just cheese stuff. shows up on black. Yeah. 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 So I'm actually like probably I mean, I think that this is clean. <laughs> black does have that capacity to be worn many times. Yeah. yeah. And you can just spot clean the cheese off of it. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Man, I should really own some black clothes. I don't have any black clothes. Oh, yeah. It's addicting. <laughs> Jessica, do you have a... Yeah, I do. I have oh. a retail nightmare, and it is food-related, actually. Somewhat tangentially related. People were always coming in and trying to give me things that I didn't want. Hey, wait a second. Was I one of those people? No. You were always a person who came in and gave me just what I needed without me even knowing that I wanted it. It was <laughs> so great. You'd come in like right at the perfect time with a little pick-me-up. I loved it. Uh, but this was a man who I never could understand what he was saying. Cause I felt really bad. But he had very few of his um, original teeth left. Mm-hmm. Um and he would come in and he was very short, wore a cap and had white hair sort of sticking out on either side, sort of like a, a Dr. Emmett Brown, right. if you will. And he had those those glasses on a chain. So he also looked like he was from ancient times, like Dickensian sort of. Um, wow. But he would always come in with a just a bag full of loose candy bars like unwrapped oh, oh henry no well just like you know like in a bag rattling around in there yeah it's not good. loose i mean they were wrapped but you know like the big ones the really big chunky guys that i uh 
chunky I'm, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chunky guys, you know. Like Kit Kat Chunky? No, I wish. Ooh, I totally would have taken that. It's basically just a cookie. I know. It's yeah. it's great. Um, Rectangle digestive. Did I tell you about how I used to eat one of those every day? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, gained a few pounds. No, and he would always come in and try and give me these these candy bars, and I it was just so unappealing coming from a man with like very rotted teeth <laughs> that I would always politely refuse, and he would get mad. He'd be like, why don't you want them? And I was like... I, I'm on a diet. Like, <laughs> so I just started it this morning yeah. like, when I saw you come through the door. Um, so it was always really hard to deal with him because he, would, he wouldn't remember not to offer them the next time. I feel really like jerky being like, some guy tried to give me candy and I didn't want it. But it was like this... You'd see him come through the door and you'd be like, oh no, Like, how am I going to get out of this but without hurting his feelings? And yeah. He was so intense. <laughs> but I think that's the better way to do it because if you were to actually take a bite and then reject the cookie in a physical way, <laughs> yeah. that's more insulting. Yeah. I think. I've done that before. I've just been like, yeah. Yeah, it was the most embarrassing thing I've ever done, actually. <laughs> I was in I was in Shanghai, so I was just like in a hotel and they were giving out mooncakes because it was oh, yeah. the end of August. It was, you know, the moon festival. And I didn't know what a moon cake was. So I was like, yeah, I'll totally try this. They were just giving out samples. And I took a bite and I realized it was meat. And I'm a veg- <gasps> I've been a vegetarian since I was like 16. So mm-hmm. I can tell when I don't – when it's a foreign yeah. substance. And I spat it out into my hand, into a napkin. But it's, I still like right in front of the woman. Ooh. And it was so disrespectful of me. <laughs> I feel like such an asshole. Like I still think about that and cringe at myself. But had I just said, oh, what's in this? Yeah. Said, no, thank you. Moved on. A little bit different scenario. Yeah. But still. (laughs) No, it's – no, you're right. Like – then, because I sometimes do, will take things that I don't actually want just to be polite, and then they literally sit in my cupboard or my fridge until they are rotten, and then I am like, "Well, this could have been used by someone who wanted it." Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I had a, a a rock star energy drink in my fridge <laughs> that uh, former guest Hassan Lee gave to I think Jay as a joke for his birthday, <laughs> and that joke sat in the fridge taking up valuable real estate for probably six months and then i looked at it and i was like oh it's expired i can dump it out yay i've done almost the same thing with an energy drink yeah what like who is it for i don't know who they drinks smell them. so bad yeah dimatap carbonated dimatap that's disgusting yeah Ugh. okay usually Gross. people give me things i can't eat because i have allergies so they'll bring like a mm. like a cookie from a, a shop nearby and like what am i gonna say like i'm allergic to gluten <laughs> or yeah. like i don't eat sugar so uh, what I usually do is I save it for somebody I know that will like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, good idea. And then that, so I still seem like a normal human being with a functioning digestive tract <laughs> and I can be appreciative, but it's from, it took me a while. Like I used to, in the beginning of having all these food issues say like, I'm sorry, I can't eat it. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, this is ruining that opportunity for someone to do something. And I'm just like that when like Jessica uh, worked near where I used to grocery shop and right where I used to live. It would make me happy to bring her something. Yeah. Whether she liked it or not, I was like, well, you're getting this now. She and knows just what I like. <laughs> yeah, I do know. But I also really listen intently to what people like and then try to please them. That's the thing I do. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so a lot around Christmas it would be like I just have beautiful boxes of chocolate mm-hmm. and and cakes and cookies and things and things. I would also like scented candles, which I would not use, and mm-hmm. I just regift them. And actually, not regift them. Just say like a lovely client gave me this, and I can't use it. Would anybody like it? Yeah, that's a, that's a good. Uh... A good tactic, but the only thing is, like, I don't know anyone who drinks energy drinks. Mm, I tried. I do, but and but she's crazy, <laughs> and she's one of my dear friends. But she's she's like an energy drink fiend. Yeah, it's oh. probably part of the problem, right? Yeah. So I'm going to give up coffee this it's week, like, and I'm really worried. Oof. Because I know I shouldn't be drinking it, and I am a person. The first cup of coffee. Totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> but with my personality, there's going to be two. Yeah. yeah. Second cup of coffee, my voice goes up. I'm not a loudspeaker. <laughs> Shouting. <laughs> Dancing. Pushing things off of coworkers' desks for laughs. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, I crash. Then I start like really questioning my choices in life, which oh. I'm already questioning. <laughs> and it's just this weird thing. And then I think that it's probably, it's really bad for your liver, so... Why am I doing this? Because really? it's delicious. Yeah, and it makes you feel normal. Sane. Yeah, and it's like I love to participate in what other people are doing. Like I yeah. always want to drink my face off and eat all the things people are eating mm-hmm. and have coffee and have be part of that culture. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, but it, it does feel like I'm going to give up this thing. Yeah, that's going to be intense. But you know what? After a week, you're not going to remember. That's what I hear. I've never done it myself, yeah. <laughs> but this is what I hear. I gave it up for years. Oh, okay. And then and started drinking experience. it. Yeah. Huh. Again, because it's so delicious. As yeah. an outsider who has never had coffee. I mean, I've, I've had it. I've had it. I just, I hate it. I don't like it. I think it's gross. It Are is- you, do you say this often that people tell you, oh, you just haven't had good coffee? No. Okay. Well, you just haven't had good coffee. Yeah. Mm, not true. So good. Honestly, there's like some sort of pavlovian thing where like i smell it and i think it smells like poo and i'm like oh who made and then i'm like oh someone's just making coffee someone's just making a poo (laughs) they're both brown anyway um (laughs) it is very strange especially when we're on tour uh because everyone will be sort of like groggy and not themselves and then they're like we just need coffee and i'm i'm always like i wake up and i'm myself like i don't need that little jump start but and then it, it is like a big ritual, like everyone has to go get their coffee and get it just right and like the special type. And I'm like, it's weird because I'm like, you guys, like you don't need that. It's like an acceptable ad- addiction, I guess. Totally. Yeah, it is. And we all can openly be addicted to that. Whereas yeah. if you're like, I'm addicted to pot or much worse, it's like, <laughs> oh, oh. like, what's the worst thing I can think of? Pot. Yeah, yeah, pot. <laughs> That's like a new thing in my life right now. I'm like, I'm reacquainting myself with marijuana Mm -hmm. because it's been a long time since I've smoked it. How's it it. going? It's going really well. (laughs) And I'm not stoned right now. I'm not stoned right now. Don't worry. It did take you a while to get here. And I was like, I wonder if she smokes a lot of pot. That would be amazing. Walking in a circle. Yeah. And like, you're like, I'm just going to have a, I'm just going to have a a little toot. I'm going to go for a little walk. It's called a hoot. Whatever. I'm going to touch my horn. Well, you know what? I did have a stoner moment coming here because I was like, okay, it's at 13th and Heather. I'm going to walk there. I'm like, my phone's dead. But if I just like walk around the block, I'll look for Dave's moto or his bike and hopefully someone will see me. And then I'm like, this is a terrible plan. This isn't going to work. I need to charge my phone and call somebody. So I had to walk to 12th and Camby or whatever. Which is also not by here. <laughs> but I had a stoner moment coming here for sure. I mean, it, I'm not going to lie. And it's because I was probably smoking pot last night. Mm. But 
I just had an experience where I went to Cannabis Cafe. Oh. Yeah. I've never been there before. And I met these people. I interviewed them on my podcast. I don't know if it matters if I say who they are, but I won't just in case. But um, <laughs> they were amazing. They're super lovely. We became best friends immediately. And, and then we just went and like had this volcano. <laughs> and... It was like what's know, a volcano? It's like a vaporizer. It's a vaporizer, yeah. Oh, is it yeah. the huge one that sits on a table? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I looked yeah. at those online. And you fill them with air, and they're very expensive, I hear. But it, it's like you don't, you don't have to get high per se when you smoke weed. You know what I mean? Like it's not about getting stoned, though. That's you can do that too, obviously. <laughs> but like, there's like different levels of like THC and CBD, and like different things are used for different purposes. And this is all new to me because I never really. Mm-hmm. After I was like turned 25 a million years ago, I was like, I'm I can't smoke pot anymore. I'm too embarrassed. Like I'm, I turned into <laughs> such a deep weirdo. I can't handle it. Yeah, it's socially that's what happened to me around the same age. Yeah, yeah. But now that I'm like 30, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> There's got to be another way for me to like relax and like cure my insomnia and like do something without using like crazy drugs mm-hmm, that I know yeah. are breaking my brain and something that your zoplicones. Yeah, I know zoplicone. I've been yeah, that's I can't I, I have that. I have my prescription, but I don't want to use it cuz something tells me it's not a good idea. Do you know what it was? Is that when they launched the product, they said it's not addictive. Oh and then God. afterwards, they retracted it, and everybody's on it. Yeah. And it's highly addictive, apparently. Are those the yeah. blue ones? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. those ones are strong. When I worked yep. at the pharmacy, it felt like every other prescription had a prescription of Zoplicone added on. Really? Like, wow. doctors just gave it out so frequently, but it's highly... Of course, and insomnia is so tricky. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a tricky. lot to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Everyone's different, and everyone has methods. And, like, I got it down to, like, you know, doctors call it your sleep hygiene, which I think mm-hmm. is, I hate that term. It makes me feel weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. It makes me feel like I'm a not a clean person or something. <laughs> like, I shower twice a day. Is that, like, <laughs> but it's about, like, the temperature has to be just so, mm-hmm. and there has to be a white noise fan. If there's not, nope, not sleeping. <laughs> like, not a chance. Yeah. And if I don't have my playlist of ambient music, whoa. If I haven't cut out caffeine by 3 p.m., if I haven't taken my stupid, you know, herbal things and had my tea mixtures, it is a process to get myself to sleep. But yeah. if I smoke pot, from what I've just recently been doing, <laughs> who knows if this is a permanent? <laughs> but I just kind of like my brain starts thinking about you know stuff that doesn't really matter, and I just sort of shut down, and then I fall asleep, and it's kind of amazing. That's great. Yeah. So a lot of people do like get prescribed pot for for insomnia. So now I'm, I'm sort of like having a moment where I'm enjoying this new thing I've discovered. A green moment. <laughs> but you can't travel with it, so it's yeah. not an option for tour, which is still the issue, obviously. Mm-hmm. And pots are... D- pots. <laughs> pots? Pots are, are different, because uh, as I mentioned on the podcast, I had one for sleeping for my uh, chronic pain issue. Ooh. And all it would do is I would take, like, two puffs, Yeah. and it only I only had enough to get through like a couple of nights mm-hmm. so like emergency only yeah. it was so beautiful i'd take two puffs of it and fall asleep within five minutes and stay asleep whoa but i stopped smoking pot when i was like maybe i never smoked a lot of it but i did smoke some pot at a party and then went for like a three-hour walk <laughs> and like it just affects me so much so i yeah. never really got into smoking it yeah. and then a friend of mine gave me some other pot that's really mellow by most people's standards but if i smoke it i'm so high yeah. for like 20 minutes 
And I have to talk to myself and say like, just when I was a kid, I wouldn't <laughs> know to talk to myself. I'd just be like, let's throw a VCR out of the window and let's, uh, let's just move all this furniture around. Like it has the opposite effect yeah. on me. Yeah. So I lay in bed and I've only smoked a little bit because that 20 minutes before my brain does go to sleep, I'm like, oh, I'm so high. <laughs> oh, it's, I want to do so many sleep things. I should be doing, I should be drawing right now. <laughs> and I just have to lay there and the room spins and I'm like, just, it's fine. Just give it a few more minutes. And then I'm out like a light. Wow. But I'd like the one that was like instant. Yeah. And I don't know what that means. Shit. I have I to go to like either. a cafe and There's ask about it or something. Like, I'm yeah. embarrassed. But the culture around it has be, though. changed I'll wear a hat so and sunglasses. much. Yeah. Yeah, the culture is becoming like coffee. It's yeah. becoming like everyone has There's their... connoisseurs. Yeah. Their blends and their strains. But is there still like a dirt bag sort of underbelly to it all? I think that there... I think they're probably... I mean, when I think of people who smoke pot a lot, I think of scatterbrained like... Yeah, dirt bags. But a lot of really, you know, intelligent, super successful people that I know do smoke it. Yeah. And, it's, it's and then like, they post a lot on Instagram about what they're eating. It's the greatest. That's actually true, hey? Yeah. They're like, oh. you know, I'm like, so oh, day off, eh? Yes. And oh. then I'm like, oh, they must be so baked. They're taking the yeah. funniest pictures and then all these snacks. Oh, my God. And Basically, like- every time I go on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, food pictures are pretty great when you're high. <laughs> but you, you can't eat, eat it. <laughs> I know, that's true, which is also the bummer. I guess it's better than just eating a bunch of stuff and then being like, why did I eat like four meals yeah. before bed? When really I was just thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I feel like. When that's I'm my done. whole life is not realizing I'm thirsty yeah. and eating a whole meal. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm like, oh, getting- how much water did I have today? Nothing. Oh, no. zero. No. Yeah, no. getting back from tour was like a huge eye-opener because we try not to drink too much on tour because then you're stopping every you know hour to go to the bathroom yeah so you're just trying to get that equilibrium yeah uh but then when we get back from tour it's like i can i got my own bathroom right here i can just go whenever i want so i'm drinking (laughs) you know over a liter of water a day and then it's like wow i really am not eating as much and then eating one normal sized meal, I'm like, oh, I don't, I won't need dinner after that. It's, yeah, yeah, it's very eye opening. Yeah. Also, you just turned thirty. Uh, like is that a magic thing? Yeah, something. It's just, it's just you can't do like in big incremental things like moments. You can't do things the way you used to do them, and it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like I can't eat before bed. Yeah. Now same. that I'm forty, I'm like, mm, I won't eat that thing before bed. I won't have that cookie before I lay my body down and don't move it for 28 hours. 20 hours. 20 hours. Only on Zopiclone. I want your Mm. life. Okay, so Louise, you have a ghost story. I do. It's more of like a ghost moment. (laughs) Because nothing... Okay, I guess it's kind of a story. So in January, I did the songwriter in residence in the Yukon in Dawson City. Uh, It was an amazing experience. And... Dawson City is like the coolest place I've ever been to because it's all haunted. (laughs) Everything is haunted. And all the people that are so cool about it, they're like, oh, yeah, it's haunted. It's mellow. (laughs) What? And um, I was just – so I stayed there for the entire month of January. And when I got there, I hadn't really looked up a whole lot about the house. I just was like, okay, I'm staying in the residency or whatever that is. And I get there and it's this beautiful old building. It's like – 1905 four bedroom house like very turn of the century you know crazy 
old. Like you can feel it, you know. I get inside. I'm shown around by the people who are bringing me there, the organizers of um, of the residency. And they were just like – they are just kind of like following behind me not too closely and just kind of like, you know, not really going into the rooms. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like it's fine. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, supposedly this, uh, this place is haunted. So uh, – and they were kind of saying it like, you know, not to scare me, just like – Oh, she's going to hear this probably later tonight. So we yeah. might as well tell her now. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I've never been in touch with ghosts or whatever. So I was like, fine. Touched by fine. a ghost. I've never been touched by an angel. So <laughs> Bummer. I know, unfortunately. I know, I can't imagine it's the best feeling ever. <laughs> but uh, every day I went out in Dawson, people were like, you're staying at the Macaulay house? Have you seen the ghost yet? And I was like, no. But one night as I was falling asleep, I was, you know, my usual insomniac, like, you know, routine. I've got my stupid fucking playlist of ambient music. I've got my fan. I've got, like, my medication inside of me. I am ready to fall asleep. And as I'm kind of drifting into that little zone, I hear a knock. Should I do a knock for effect? Like that? (laughs) And I was like... That's crazy. That's my podcast Zappa clone combo talking to me. I'm just gonna let it happen. Like just ignore it. And I fell asleep, but it, it came from the closet door in the bedroom. <gasps> and I was like, okay, file that away in the back of my head, but you know, repress for now because I have to deal with living here for a month. So I go on every time I see somebody, they're like, it's haunted. I'm like, yeah, I know, whatever. So let's move on from this. <laughs> so the final night I'm there, I open up the guest book, which is like what all artists write in after they've stayed there like yeah i did this i i'm this blah 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 every i mean i, I feel like 20 percent, 15 to 20 percent of the entire binder binders there's multiple had a ghost story <gasps> entry in them we a, need that binder i know i wish i like <laughs> took pictures of it and all of them were essentially in my bedroom oh that my i was God. sleeping in and the story goes which i cannot confirm I have no idea where the story even comes from. Maybe somebody got creative and made it up. But there was like a man who lived there, had a daughter, put her in arranged marriage. And this was like gold rush era, like super brutal. And um, she refused. So he locked her in the closet and left her to die. And that is supposedly the ghost that haunts everyone's room is the ghost of Charlotte. (laughs) And she like floats over your bed. She lives in the closet. She lives in the mirror in the closet. And I had a feeling because I kept the door closed the whole time I was there. I'm like, something is bad about this closet and I'm not supposed to go in there. Like, you just have this no feeling. Like, no, you're not allowed in here. Yeah. And one of the upstairs art rooms, I also was like, I can't go in there. I'm not supposed to be in there. So I'd keep that door shut too. And then another entry was... um, talking about the landing at the top of the stairs and how every time they crossed it, it felt like they were in a thick forest. And so a few visual artists had actually drawn like what it felt like and put it on like the artist wall of all, it's like a tribute to everyone who's been there. They just put a piece of their work up and uh, yeah, someone had like drawn this sort of forest of like trees and like that's how it felt to them. Like they were crossing like a dark into the abyss and i felt that too it wasn't as forest but it was just like i wasn't supposed to be there and same with the the staircase as well and um Man, i, I don't know go there so bad yeah i know it's creepy but it kind of sucks when you have to stay there every night and you have no option and yeah. you're like, oh, I when what day did you read the binder i le- i read it the day i left oh good that's good yeah that's so good yeah 
and it was a magical night too. I mean, my parents had come to visit me, so we all went out, and I like took my mom to this weird show. It was like in like the recycling depot, and <laughs> they're serving like wheatgrass shots and also cider. It was amazing. Whoa, that sounds pretty Dawson good. City sounds yeah. really cool. And then I saw the Northern Lights on the way back. <gasps> it was insane. It was like the most crazy. It's the most beautiful. The Arctic and like everywhere, like that general area it's not really the arctic but like just below it is so beautiful up there i mean we have no idea it's it's insane it's like right there but no one knows but yeah everything is haunted and uh (laughs) that's my big ghost story that's a great great ghost story yeah there's a book written about this house really there's a book called footsteps in the macaulay house and i have not read it because like i didn't want to read it it? and then we should have a book book club book club for (laughs) sure do macaulay house book club yes if you buy the book this month and then regroup in six months after everyone's gone through reading <laughs> yeah. it being terrified totally creative projects i could take it on tour yeah yeah, yeah. and you can like collect books from other places that are haunted across canada because i'm sure there's a few well the apollo and thunder bay for sure i think we've just come up with a new podcast idea <laughs> haunted canada like just yeah. ghosts. that's a good idea that's a great don't idea. steal our idea it's our idea i still have goosebumps this... from that whole story oh, really? yeah good. that's awesome it, like all up my back and my my shoulders and my neck and my head and it's really freaky and also i want the listener to know that the whole time louise was telling that story there was a rainbow <laughs> sort of dancing across her face from the prism that i have in my plant pot on the windowsill it's pretty it's pretty special (laughs) (laughs) now it's over it was magical now it's on the wall now it's near the kitten i'm haunted by a ghost of a rainbow the kitten with the haunted eyes yeah um should we do papo of the week yeah okay So, Louise, I know you just told a story about, it was a papo of a story, but uh, who's your papo of the week? Can I talk about my old horse? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My horse, Chinook. She was was, uh, the best horse. She was part quarter horse and, no, no, she was part saddle. Oh my God. (laughs) She was a Morgan saddlebred, so she was like a cross. She was not quarter horse. Two different. I don't horse know what breeds. any of this means, so you could it's make okay. it up. Yeah, she was part alien and part <laughs> science fair project. Like she wasn't a real horse, guys. No, she was my she was my horse, and I've been thinking a lot about horses. And as you know, you get older, you're like, what do I want in my life? Do I want to buy an apartment? No, this none of these are an option for me, by the way. Do I want to buy an apartment or live in the country? Like stupid things you think about when you're stoned or whatever <laughs> and i realized like i have not ridden i have not had a horse experience for a long time and i used to be a really horse person like super engaged in the equestrian world so i don't know chinook she's my old horse and she's now passed since passed many many years ago but i wrote a song about her <laughs> well i named it after her it's not really about her that would have been a bit weird i think <laughs> just a bit much but um jay has a song about a horse really yeah black horse it's our, our, his first oh. uh, single yeah well, this is about a horse that he was friends with well, maybe there's hope for me then maybe somewhat about a this. horse you know yeah. like you, you can, it would be yeah. weird if you're like just a song describing a horse. <laughs> oh my god, I've done that too, though. <laughs> I have done that. Oh my god. When I was a kid, I was like a very, I don't know. You know how you go into Barbies and boys or horses? I was like horses. Yeah, good toys. All the way. Yeah. 
For sure. So I wanted a horse and I lived in the country and getting a horse is not a privilege as much as it is here. You know, like you don't mm-hmm. need to rent. We had a field, we had a bar, we had everything. So, um, part Did of- you grow up uh, on the East Coast or the West Coast? West Coast, interior of okay. BC. Okay. Well, actually the, the Kootenays. I was in Cranbrook, BC. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. East Kootenays. So we lived in Gold Creek and- I petitioned to have a horse, so I did all kinds of weird things. I wrote songs <laughs> for my parents. I would leave them little tapes that oh. I'd recorded, like, songs about how much I needed to have a horse. And I'd, like, name all the breeds that I knew, and I'd, like, rhyme them, and, like, <laughs> insane. Like I love you so much. <laughs> what a special little creature you were. And, yeah, it was pretty insane. And uh, it worked, though, I will say. You know, I actually did get a horse out of it. And um, I like to think that that's where I first learned how to uh, monetize my talent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like that's a kid's dream. Yeah, totally. It was amazing. That's amazing. And then that horse bucked me off and I broke my wrist. Oh, no. And then we had to sell him. And then we got Chinook. So there you go. See, it worked out. Magical. If you yeah. have any photos of Chinook, I do. We will gladly post it on on the Facebook page. Oh, that would be very special. <laughs> I'll totally send you some. Oh, that's so awesome, man! Yeah, because yeah, I I remember seeing you had some photos of horses up in like your previous apartment. Oh yeah, and I didn't really know much <laughs> about you, but I saw like the first time I went over and I, I saw these horses, and I was like, okay, you're a good person. <laughs> <laughs> She likes horses. Yeah. yeah. She's probably from this side instead of the Barbies and boys side. Yeah. No, I have lots of horse pictures up in my house <laughs> to remind me of my childhood. No, not really. But I just love horse aesthetic things. And I noticed that's why it's come up because your apartment is covered in them too. <laughs> with a Falabella, tiny little pony. Yeah. Horses are cool. They're yeah, so they're cool. Really I will cool. totally go ride horses with you if you okay. ever want to. <laughs> Let's do it. Because I've never done it and I really want to. You've never ridden a horse no. before? No. Uh, like a pony. Pony at like a fair, but not yeah, it doesn't like count. A, a real horse. Yeah, it's the greatest. It uh, is the greatest, and it's really easy to do here. Like we can just go up to UBC and rent, or you can go to Langley and rent. Yeah, there's a nice place. I need in to do this. To do I don't know anything about it here because I'm. I, I researched like, it for Jessica's birthday, but she's going to look at birds. Well, because oh, horses yeah, are bird? expensive, and I just got back from tour. I wasn't gonna pay for it. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's too expensive. No, it's not. It's like fifty dollars an hour. Yeah, but that's crazy. Do it. Yeah. Take yeah. advantage of this opportunity. Well, thank you. I didn't realize. I'm going to come yeah, with you guys. I wasn't like, let's go do this expensive thing that you'll pay for yourself on your birthday. Let's all go let's ride go. horses I'm together. In. All right. Okay, it's I'm a in. date and we'll talk about uh We'll ghosts. start a Facebook group and we'll get it sorted out. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we'll yeah, do yeah. it very soon. Okay, we'll I mean, edit this part of the Yeah, because you guys aren't invited. No one's invited. Just uh, us. Alicia, who's your papo? It's tough. Uh, but I work near Burnaby Lake, so I can go for walks. This is where I met Wizard the Horse, uh, past Peppo. Um, I went looking for horses. I really needed to see a horse uh, this week. Uh, work is very stressful. But I didn't see a horse. I saw my second equally favorite animal. I saw a weird black lab mix of a puppy. There's a woman on her cell phone just at the entrance of the park closest to my work. It's a huge, huge park, and it's really easy to get lost in. I've done it myself, but I could not help this woman find her way out of the park. The whole time, though, that she's trying to figure it out, I'm just wrestling with her dog. And she's like, so do you know how to get to... I'm like, nope. And then just wrestling back with the dog. The dog is eating a leaf. We're laughing. Uh, And there's an age where dogs are almost full grown, and it's my favorite. The dog was eight months 
old and that's the sweet spot mm-hmm. they're almost fully grown they know some commands but they and they seem so sleek and so slippery yeah like a beautiful scarf or something yeah like totally yeah 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 and uh, there's a seal face for sure on the oh, way yeah. back from looking for <laughs> i went looking for horses and on the way back the woman had not made much progress oh, but no. the dogs dogs do this and i'm sure all animals do the dog remembered me from 25 minutes before so we made eye contact and she started coming towards me to play again. And the woman was like, no, uh, that's my pup of the week. Aww. That's a great pup. Yeah. That's a good so one. So soft. That's, yeah, that's my favorite when a dog sort of looks like it's almost full grown. And then you find out how young it is. And you're like, that's crazy. This yeah. dog. Oh, like a Malamute puppy or something. Oh. They're so huge. And they're not even anywhere near finished. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started about a Malamute puppy. Well, I saw a Malamute and his best friend was a tiny terrier. Oh. <laughs> I'm going all my teeth right now. Oh, my God. That reminds me of my papo Chinook. Her best friend was a goat. <gasps> oh, you had and a goat? Yeah. We, it wasn't our goat. We didn't know where the hell he came from. He <laughs> just showed ghost. up one day. And we're like, goat. goat. There's ghost a goat. goat. So I called him goat because I was like, I don't know. Like, he doesn't belong to anyone. He doesn't. He doesn't have a human name because he <laughs> is such a wild goat. Yeah, where the is- fuck did he come from? Goat was Chinook's best friend. She protected him from a dog attack <gasps> once. It was so cute. That's amazing. And sad at the same time. He was okay, but she like kicked some some ass. Well, these yeah. I feel like a horse would only do something in defense of another animal. Totally, yeah. Or in defense of like themselves yeah. if you're irritating them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This wizard bit me at a love bite when I met Aww. him, and I was like, "You are such a brat." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you read that thing about sperm whales that protect other species? <laughs> no, with their sperm. No, they protect, <laughs> they save like seals. They'll put seals on their bellies and keep them away from orcas. They they have this, uh, they're so much larger than orcas and yeah. it's been, been all over the animal news. But How they are uh, sort of this magnanimous uh, species and they're studying this behavior because it's so unique. But they will protect sea lions and seals and other animals from orca attacks and attack orcas to get them out of, like to, to break up uh, hunting Odds and stuff. Yeah, so I don't know. There's a lot of mysteries out there. That's the kind of shit that makes me cry. Like, (laughs) you know, I can watch. I definitely cry. Yeah, like sad movies, whatever. Mm -hmm. They involve an animal, different stuff. Yeah. Different. Can't even watch it. No. I don't want to ugly cry in front of all my friends. (laughs) I know. Dave was like, one day, Dave, he was um, showing me a trailer because we're trying to find a movie to watch. And he's like, oh, what about this uh, movie of some dog? Like, being a band. Yeah, basically. (laughs) But like, like a artful version of it or whatever and he just showed me the trailer and i just was like no i can't do this (laughs) some dog being abandoned like it was just i couldn't i don't know i think i know the movie you're talking about and i can't do it either no (laughs) yeah i don't even know what it's called i couldn't even like process yeah it's a foreign movie i think yes it was yeah Yeah. and it's apparently it's amazing but i'm like never gonna find out sorry yeah (laughs) i'll read the synopsis on uh IMDb or Wikipedia, just so I will force myself to and never you'll see cry it. while doing. That. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, "That's fucked up." Yeah. <laughs> uh, my papo, you guys have such amazing animal puppos, and my papo is usually an animal, but I mean, well, I guess it is an animal, but it's a human animal this time. Counts. Uh, it's Jay's nephew, Will, who is uh, just a baby, and it's almost his birthday coming up. Uh, but I'm a bad fake aunt because I don't know exactly what day it is. You just know it's <laughs> September sometime. And he's at this stage where he's sort of like pre-verbal, but just like a weird little monster child where he's like slapping and biting. But also he's just doing these crazy like aerobics nonstop. 
And so we went over to have dinner with Jay's family and the baby put on a a rubber mask of a, <laughs> a demon and then he was just rolling around and the mask was getting all rotated so his <laughs> eye was come, like the yeah it was the nose was on the side of his head and it just looked so demented and i loved it and i was like i love that this is just what raising a human is <laughs> like there's just like a little a little monster running around trying and then you're like uh, hopefully he'll fall asleep soon yeah <laughs> hopefully like, he'll stop doing that but for now it's funny it's yeah. pretty cute yeah he i didn't get slapped or bit but apparently he's really into that so oh, they're tough tough to, phase to they're be trying to to wean him off of that i guess but yeah he was very very sweet and lovely so uh future good human <laughs> alert <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, puppo, good human. Yeah. It's hand in hand, really. A puppo is the equivalent to a good human. Right? <laughs> or a good say? human can be a puppo, yeah. Right. Or yeah. Puppo can be really anything. Like these crystals that I just got, those are puppos. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Jay's brother and his wife got me a crystal. And I was like, you really get me. <laughs> so what kind sweet. of crystal? They got me that desert rose one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have listened to that album Far too many times. Oh, yeah. Fields of Gold? My art teacher was obsessed with it, and so she just played it every art class. Wow. Yeah. That's, a little intense. Well, one, once I was driving in, in China, they loved that album for some reason. Really? I've noticed, yeah. So and we were driving to a gig, my guitar player and I, and we didn't know the driver. He was like a friend of the bar um, promoter guy. And... um we just took this like really smooth ride from one city to another and it was like an hour or something and his playlist had – it was like uh, Fields of Gold by Sting and then immediately after it was Fields of Gold by Sting but done as like an acoustic Ooh. like instrumental version <laughs> and then it just repeated itself and we, we just both sat For in silence. Hour? Yeah. And me and Darcy just kind of like – my guitar player we just kind of like sat there and we like looked at each other and we're like no we're both enjoying this secretly so we, looked- <laughs> <laughs> so we looked out the window and just like crew it was so smooth it was like the smoothest <laughs> night of my life <laughs> so good that sounds like a puppo yeah it was a puppo <laughs> that experience stings fields of gold is all- my second puppo if i can have a second one. <laughs> sure of course. it's the only time we'll hear that on the podcast so yeah <laughs> no one else is gonna make no. that statement <laughs> Oh, that's magical. So, Louise, uh, this comes out September 19th. Cool. Do you have anything around that time that you would like to plug, like a show? I'm going to do Reaperbahn in Germany and then Pop Montreal. It might have a music video coming out. Ooh. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to come out in September. Is that the one by Ben and Justin? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. (laughs) Very excited. I'm really happy with it. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's like the funniest video i think i've uh ever done so um that should be technically coming out it's called storms but i'll probably know in like a week for sure <laughs> okay well we can keep that in <laughs> if it if it is coming out yeah it's like the um, most half-assed plug ever i think i'm like maybe <laughs> releasing a music video i don't know well, it's really <laughs> funny videos though. are like that you kind of don't know exactly when they're coming out yeah it's true uh well if people want to find you online where can they go i am at my website i don't even know i got one and i forget <laughs> so try my twitter underscore louise burns underscore and then facebook i'm louise burns music and it sounds really lame but (laughs) my name itself seemed like even weirder to me so i had to throw that on the end 
I think Jay's is J. Arner Vancouver. So <laughs> you got to throw something in there. Yeah. Alicia, what do you have? Mm, you still have time to go to my Come Draw With Me on September 23rd. I'll be uh, fr- fresh off the plane from New York. So I will be uh, super weird because I get really <laughs> weird, uh, really intense jet lag. Uh, so come to the show. It will be silly. It's actually an amazing show. We have Charlie Demers on the show, uh, Canadian superstar. So yeah, come draw with me. Oh yeah, you can vote for us <clears throat> to be nominated. To be nominated <laughs> for a prize we probably won't win. I don't deserve. <laughs> and we don't even know how we got on the list. But at the Canadian Comedy Awards dot org. Yeah, uh, under best audio. Playcast. It's under Best Papo. Best Papo. You could vote for our podcast. Uh, you can vote for up to five, actually, in the preliminary voting. So vote my for... top choices are Stop Podcasting Yourself, Retail Nightmares, our debut album, and I guess two other podcasts I've never listened to. Of your choice. Yeah, sure. So if you like the podcast and you think that that would be nice for us, then vote. If yeah. You, you, we don't want to uh, force your hands. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to be on tour starting September 30th. Uh, go to the JRNR Facebook page or mintrex.com to find out all our tour dates. I'll be sort of listing them as they're coming up. But yeah, seven weeks of tour. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for being on the show. Great thank guests. you for having yeah, me, guys. That was like a bonus, that ghost story. I was oh, so scary. had no idea. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like us on Facebook and give us a good rating on iTunes, review us on iTunes and, uh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, Louise. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.